We'll save us some editing. Gonna have, have a listen. Boom, boom. Right, you can go now. Look at that very much. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the end of season edition of the Mariners podcast. We are live, actually, in the Barber Lounge at First Cloud Arena. We've got a good audience in. Um, and we will go interactive with them as the night progresses. But, of course, this is the Mariners podcast. You're, those of you who weren't, who aren't here tonight, obviously weren't here on Tuesday night, you're listening in. So a warm welcome to everybody. Um, we were going to have one or two guests from the club, um, but because of what's happened over the last few days, for obvious reasons, they're not here. Uh, obviously, things are very sensitive at the moment. But I'm not too upset because um, I've got my mate alongside us who gives me great company. So alongside myself, Chris, um, I've got Ronnie Pete. How are you doing, Ronnie? I'm doing fine. I'm just uh, thinking they're a room full of people compared to when we first started it. Yeah. It's making this emotional, like that bloke from, uh, that bloke from pottery, pottery Throwdown. You know, and he just cries when he sees a good bit of pottery. That's Not really, mate. No, I don't know that guy. <laughs> no? No? Oh. I've got no idea what you're talking about. But you're all right, aren't you? I'm spawned. You did, um, you stood in for us on Saturday uh, at, at Stafford. Standing is probably... <laughs> yeah. I, I leaned against the thing. Yeah. And you had Darren, Darren oh, with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Darren was a Big, big shout out to Darren. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I was just saying, I invented two new players. Yeah, and I'd convinced myself Chris Kawamia's nephew was playing right wing. <laughs> okay, because I'd done my research, you see, on the bus, and I didn't want it to be ruined, so I just made it up. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, Ronnie. Um, but you, you look well. Thanks. Yeah, you look well. So, um, our last podcast, which was just before the Easter break, clearly the players listened to it because um, everything that we told them to do, they went out and did it. Yeah. Um, basically, if you, those of you who tuned into the last one, was said about. Um, teams who come here or come up against us raising their levels, it was time for us to raise our levels, and we did. And um, we went out and we won the league. So, uh, you know, it's been a, a season of success, of course. Everybody will have their own thoughts, and we'll go through them as the night goes on. But um, ultimately, the whole the goal of the goal was to get promoted. And um, those games over the Easter break, um, emotions were pretty high. Yeah. And um, we went and bloody did it. We did it. It was amazing. And then we just have to go back to the podcast about two months ago where I put my tiny reputation on the line Ooh. and guaranteed it. Oh, yes, yeah. you did. Yeah. And lots of people came and said, you haven't got a reputation to put on. But I was happy about that. But now it's grown slightly, I think. Yeah, you're doing really well, Ronnie. But I wasn't, <laughs> but I wasn't surprised when we did it. But that Monday was absolutely... Superb. Yeah. Like the fit from the, the the first drink in the morning till being back here with the players was I'm, absolutely great. I'm only glad Tom Broadbent scored in the thirty fifth minute and not the fifth minute because he was pissed and um it was funny, wasn't it? You really were struggling to get your words out in the first yeah, quarter of an hour. I was but in the goal you, you said you were uh I was perspiring. Not, I was perspi well I had that bloody court. Yeah. So then I, t I took over. It, none of that, none of my taking over got into any of the like nice videos and montages. No, Bobby edited it, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was great. And I want, you know, I, I too tend to um, make the most of things. Mm -hmm. So, and then you nearly missed the bus back. Michael Manuel had to come for you. 
in the bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Louise would have had a search party out for you. No, she wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a, an emotional end. There were a bit of a roller coaster after we'd, ha oh, yeah. we'd, we'd had that run. You know, after we lost at Geisley, we had that run where we just kept churning out single goal victories, you know, one nil victories on the road, nil nil at Matlock. And then we went to Hyde and we won at Hyde. Yeah. And I felt that was the that was the one. I don't know what, what you felt, guys, yeah. but that for us, we left Hyde that night thinking it's ours. And then and I go over old ground because uh, in the last podcast I mentioned something. I, I just felt that we got it wrong when we played um, Radcliffe here on yeah. on non-league day. Yeah. Um, the irony was we went to Radcliffe in November at their place and played with lots of positivity and energy, and we wanted to win. And we did win. It was never a 2-1 game. It was a 3-0 game for me. And then here, neither team wanted to lose. And neither team really looked as though they wanted to win. We had three and a quarter thousand people in here on non-league day. And we just kind of fluffed the lines. And that I, th I think that set in motion um, a little bit of nerves. We'd yeah. come from Hyde with such... You know, we played well at Hyde. If you remember that, that was your first game back. And we didn't get a chance to get any any sort of breather because the first 40 normally you get like 35 40 throw-ins in the first half there was hardly any yeah, and it was ball just was in play a lot ball was in play and you know i don't think we played very well it was a, it was a good game it was a good game but that last minute goal gave us momentum and i think we we lost that momentum when we played here yeah but looking back on it you know it's uh, probably a good decision because we won the league anyway. well of course you can look at it that way but you might say well we've won the league but we could have won it better yeah I think, um, yeah, I think we could have. Um, but of course, that, that, Easter, that Easter weekend was epitomised the rest of the season. Um, narrow victories, um, workmanlike. There's the Bamber Bridge away, which I just, we did all the hard work, especially Josh Doughty. He got like their best player, took off, injured. Mm -hmm. And then he got their second best player, sent off. Yeah. He got like 15 minutes, 10 men. Against ten men, and we end up losing. I just couldn't mm. believe. I think that's the momentum thing, though. Yeah. That uh, we just started to go on a, didn't take advantage of the momentum we built up against Hyde, and uh, I think everyone got a bit worried uh, after the Bamber Bridge game. But understandably so. Goal and all that, they they they, they were going on like they won the World Cup. Yeah. And then they started calling us bottlers, and I think that might have kind of. That was the give them more uh, motivation. The best kind of uh, team talk you could ever give, really. Yeah. Um, and of course, tonight it's Tuesday night, and we're doing this instead of shiting ourselves on the touchline in another playoff semi-final. <laughs> you know, Heaven, Heaven, Heaven are in action tonight. Warrington. Didn't know what you were going to say there. You know, <laughs> what Warrington are in action tonight in another playoff. Um, I personally, I don't know who I would want to win out the playoffs, but. Just because they've been in the playoffs the last, I think, four times, Warrington, it's their turn, I guess. Mm. But, but. Matlock. Is that because of the away game? Because it's a better away game. Yeah, I understand. Warrington broke my heart too many times. Yeah. Yeah. Their hearts need to be broken. I know, but I'm thinking of my brother in law down there. He's there tonight, so I'm thinking about him maybe. Um, but um, we'll look back over the season. Throughout the season, we do our monthly or six-weekly shows and we talk about different games, but there's key moments in the season. Um, Ronnie, you mentioned bef before we started, you know, the, the first away game 
at Ashton, yeah. um, <laughs> kind of signalled what we were about. Yeah. Um, probably a game that 18 months previously we would have lost, perhaps. Yeah. We should have won. Yeah. Warrington's 1-0 up. Warrington's 1-0 up? Yeah. Well, fantastic. Fantastic. Sorry, sorry. What I remember, <laughs> what I remember about that game is, uh, I think what stuck out the most is a terrible pitch. Yeah, but sure. what stuck out the most was the the chatter amongst the players. Yeah. If there was a mistake, and that's what I got at that uh, smudge isn't here. Smudge isn't here. Because he was like one of the uh, main catalysts. If, if let's just say, I think it was Jordan. Wasn't it was it? Jordan, wasn't it? Yeah. Jordan was just a little bit slack with the throwaway, and I took too long or missed his touch. They were under him, and I don't think I've I've seen that in a South Shields team. No. So we're like, well, this is interesting. It's like, what happens when Smudge makes a mistake? What does he do? But the then Little would say, so they yeah. just, the, it looked like they built up a, a, a culture of high standards. Yeah, standards is the word, which uh -huh. was like really good to see. We didn't again an away game, last minute screamer. It's like how many times have we had that? That was what happened in Ashton, wasn't it? Was that was it a last minute screamer? No, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was uh, Phil Mott Henry. It was Ashton. I uh, what Ashton was it one one. Yeah, yeah. It was one one eye. Gainsborough. It was Gainsborough. Um, but that Ashton game, that I, I left that game that night, thankful that my car wasn't on bricks, <laughs> and uh, confident that we'd got the right players in. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the next one that stands out for me, and I always think about away games. Lancaster away, yep. when you bunt your coat, you set your coat on. Remember that, Alison? <laughs> Was when that Ron, When Ronnie's coat set a fire on the bus. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> oh, and, uh, I had my vape. And then I had a, bat, a spare battery and I had my key ring. And it turns out if a key ring touches the positive end of a battery, it could cause a fire. <laughs> so I'd gone to the toilet and came back and... <laughs> it burned through me uh, jacket, smouldering smoke. Uh, I managed to put it out just in time, though. Yeah. And then, then I, then I got grassed. Someone told off us, Alison. <laughs> Don't know who it was. Got, did you get lines off her? I got lines. Yeah. You get Had lines. to stay behind. I must not <laughs> set fire to my coke. <laughs> then we, we met Gary Little's father in the pub. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a character. He's isn't a he? character. Um, be interesting night with him. Uh, he spent the night with him yeah. in the pub. He was telling us. He was telling us then that uh, Gary had was in the Hall of Fame yeah. um, in Notts County because he played every single minute of every single match, and then this season he's done the, done same. the same. Like what a legend! He's what a, a complete she legend! And he's raring, you know, to go another whatever years. I think. Yeah. Um, so that Lancaster game, I thought that first, particularly the first half hour, because we had Connor Newton at right back and we had Josh Doherty at left back, and I thought some of the football we played that night was outstanding. Yeah. They couldn't handle us. If you think we'd went, if you went back four months to when we played them the previous season, and oh we were God. rotten. Stunk the place out. It was like six up front, five up four the back. Will, Will McGowan just <laughs> holding them all up. Yeah. Um, it was like chalk and cheese, and you thought, yeah, this is it. And Smudge came off that night, really, really hyper. Yeah. Um, when he came off the field, um, you knew it meant so much. So, kind of thought, oh, we've, this is it. This is going to be our year.
there's always those moments as the season goes on, you think, oh, we just keep fluffing our lines a little bit. We're not going to win every game, are you? You're never going to do that. No, not in this uh, league. Um, particularly this, it's a crazy league. Um, David Pierce, who's a Farsley Celtic fan, he often, if you read his write-ups on Facebook, they're absolutely brilliant. He should write a book. And uh, he calls the Northern Premier League the, the white-hot heat of the living hell, no, otherwise known as the Northern Premier League. Because yeah. there's teams in there, they've been in there 40 years, they kind of get out. I mean, I think someone like Morpeth might have found their level now. I mean, will Morpeth ever get out of there? Hopefully not. Hope, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. But the thing is, you're going to have to have budgets now because you look at next season. They're going to have workshop in there. They're going to have Macclesfield in there with massive budgets. That's going to be one hell of a league to get out of, and we're getting out of it at the right time. Yeah, where's Workstop? Workstop. In the country, where is it? It's down um, near Nottinghamshire. Oh, right. so it's another big it's another for Morpeth then. Aye, yeah. Um, Macclesfield, of course. Uh, but, but Macclesfield, they've put their ticket prices up, season tickets up. There's hell on down there. The prices are unbelievable for Northern Premier League. Um, so Lancaster away yes um, away games before Christmas I mean Liversedge you were at Liversedge Brian weren't you yeah above the little track you had to drive down aye yes. that was weird wasn't it it was a way, it was a night where the season before we were at Mickelover oh, and it yeah. reminded me of the Mickelover game Mickelover water sports yeah <laughs> But we did. We had we had Chris May, Michael Manuel, and Davy Fall on commentary, because Dave David Fall was about ten yards away, and all he kept was, oh, "You yeah. bugger a hell, man! <laughs> you bugger a hell! Bloody shoot, man!" So uh, apologies for any language that was on the live commentary. It was it was it was the it was a committee man's fault. Um, was that a 3G? No, you weren't there. Was I not? No, no, you weren't there. It was when Michael joined. Because Michael, I didn't know Michael was going to be there. Michael was there with Brian and Michael joined us. And then Michael Woods got the late. It was, all, it was a game oh, where we yeah, needed that little yeah. bit of quality. And Mackenzie Heaney provided it. Yeah, yeah. And then Woodsy finished it off. And it was at that time Michael Woods was the top scorer. Fire, Seven, eight goals at that time. Um, I think that was the other thing as well. We noticed that we had a bit more mobility and legs in the midfield. Yeah. Which is why we didn't have the season before, and uh, you'd also notice like Woodsy like he'd have to like crawl off because he just put ev every single mm. bit of energy he had into the game, and we weren't used to that really from midfielders. No, no, um, and we 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 came away with a one nil win that night. It was another one you thought, yeah, this is the year. This is the year. We did it again at Morpeth at New Year. Oh yeah, when. Um, Callum Ross perhaps could and should have been sent off um, for that two-footed lunge. I think had it been about 20 minutes later into the game, I think he would have been sent off. I it thought was it was early. a tackle. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Right yeah. next to us, and it changed the game, was it? <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, but again, it was another one of those where they were never going to score. Right. Well, they, they were had never going to Crimes against football, they had that uh, Fishburne. Fishburne, your friend's son. Yeah, like 19-year-old from by himself. Yeah. It was just... Fish, night he rolled up against Broad Benton Little it's by himself. Right? It was never gonna, never, <laughs> and uh, he just kept. We just kept. Then, Geisley, we said on commentary at Geisley, it was a weird game Ooh. of football <laughs> when you had Peter Kay at the back, Smashy you know, bit. doing the John Smiths like have oh, it, and he just kept whacking it a hundred yards. Um, it was a weird game of football. 
Terrible pitch, just the ball was just conditions were awful. All Horrible over. fans, Horrible yeah. fans oh. bus getting bricked and unbelievable. So uh, that was kind of a, a a a little drop, I suppose. But then we went on that run. Um, you know when we played mask away. Um, and fair play to Mask for staying up. I, I thought they were dead and buried. After watching them that day, I certainly yeah, yeah. thought they were dead and buried. Um, you're nodding your head, you weren't there. Well, no, no. <laughs> because of the amount of games that they had to play, that's why I was worried for All right, okay. okay. I went, by the way, I went there the first time when it got called off for that's no right. apparent reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I thought they were really poor. That we might have made them look poor. We were good that day, but again we won four 0 Could have won six, seven, eight, and probably should. But you know, picking hairs, splitting hairs, I suppose. But they were poor that day, mask. But they've done well. I think managers sometimes are a fit. You look at Jason Ainsley at Spennymoor. You know, Carl Jarrett went back to mask after. Um, uh, Curtis Woodhouse really made yeah. a right hash of it, yeah. and he just got them playing the way they they didn't show anything. I, I, don't, I don't. I thought they were really poor when we went there. It wasn't the normal mask, and base, all they had was boys up front, and he had no service. And you think again, yeah, this is it. We've done it. We mm. just kept those little things, just kept chipping away, and I'll stick. It's going to stick with me for a long time. I just think we got it wrong against Radcliffe here. I'm repeating myself, I know. I just think it was wrong. <clears throat> and um, We always seem to do that when we've got like over 3,000, when it's a big game. It yeah. seems to be a bit of a damn square, but I don't I might, know why. I, people might disagree with me here. I thought we were flat as a fart against Forest Green in the Cup. Yeah, mm, very yeah. Um, Even the second half, I, like, yeah, we did better. But a friend of mine rang me on the Sunday, a work colleague of mine, and said, I watched that on the telly yesterday and that was shite. No, and I yeah. said, "What do you mean?" Yeah, and he and he just said, "Well, when you watch an FA Cup tie between a football league club and a non-league, you expect the non-league club to be at it and really like terriers." He says it was like watching actually. It looked like we were the Premier League club and Forest Green were the minnows. Um, he said I thought it was rubbish, and I'm thinking, "Huh?" But I fell flat that day. I, I had to go to work straight after the game, so I wasn't really up for. It. I wasn't on the drink like I normally am, and. I just felt we were flat there, with you know three thousand eight hundred in the ground. Could have done better. Forest Green aren't that good. After what we did against Scunthorpe, um, I thought it was a bit flat, me man. I I agree. Do you? Yeah, I, I was looking forward to it. I thought we were gonna really go for it, and then we just petered out. And it was like it was like we didn't. I don't know if it's true. Like it was like we just didn't really want to go any further. Yeah. And we were focusing on the league. Yeah. Uh, we certainly did that in the other competitions, and fair enough, yeah, you know, yeah, that's enough. another subject altogether. We're not going to go into that because, but uh, the league was the priority, and we, ultimately we've got the promotion that we wanted to. Yes. Um, I want to I want to mention one player, um, who started the season off like a train, um, became something of a folk hero, and then had to go away, and then became a folk hero again. I was just saying before, it feels like a dream, like like he's, he's come back for two games and then gone. It's like, did that actually happen? It did happen. It just happen feels like it. I fell asleep and woke up and, and people are telling us uh, that. But um, like two games and, or three games. Two and a bit, he got injured, didn't he? Uh, what a performance. What a performance against Whitby. 
what a performance on Easter Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like he'd never been away. Make a machine. Absolutely right. Um, Andy Morris has promised us. Mind he was ten pints in, like. <laughs> Andy has promised us that he's going to have a chat with Mr. Newton in the summer to try and persuade him to, to carry on because he's he's retired, really. Um, Goodbye, lad. What a player he is. Tremendous. And he played like centre midfield. He as played well, centre midfield. Like, he was unbelievable. The energy. There was a at, at Whitby when he did those three sliding tackles, oh, and yeah. it just. Just amazing. We got really excited. I did. We did. We, we, did. Did. we did. Yeah, we did. We really did. Um, he had no pre-season with us as well. We signed him just before we saw the season. That's right. And he hadn't really played much the season before. But he's, his, like, he's a machine. He has his, own, he has his gym, of course. So he, but there's no substitute for match play and match practice, match fitness. And there's like, well, he could have gone on for 180 minutes, I think. Tremendous. Um, Anybody, did anybody think it would be when we got there that it was going to be off? That referee wanted it off in my, it, it, at first. Aye. I didn't even know it was raining. The reason I was with him, Nathan. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on, Ronnie. It was really, it, it was hoying it down. I didn't know. Um, I think the referee wanted it off. Uh, big hats off to Joe Monks, by the way, who helped the ground staff for a good hour and a half to get that to help get the game on. He was never off that pitch working away, and I think Joe is probably an unsung hero this season. Without Joe, we may not have got promoted because he. He's one of the real catalysts for the recruitment that we had. Even if you look at the the impact players that were brought in, Addy, Jordy, you know, they both made an impact. Yeah, they were inconsistent. There's no doubt about that. But they made an impact at the time we needed the impact. Jordy came in, yeah, yeah. got the double at Radcliffe on. Addy came in, got us got the goal at Atherton on debut. Yeah, it's little things like that where last the season before, the players that we wanted to. Don't start that. I won't start. <laughs> uh, um, but that, that was the difference. And I think Joe, Joe Monks really does need a, a special mention because um, he's kind of changed a lot of things at the club by the looks of it. Um, on and off the field. And with or without him, we wouldn't have had some of the players that we got. I mean, who'd, who'd heard of Adi Shakunbi? Who'd heard of Jordi Mongoy? These players that came in, he just one of them. I think you just remembered him, seeing him in a trial match yeah. five years earlier. It's incredible, really. But did he get Gary Little in? In them? Well, he was. He was part of the recruitment process. Um, I'd ask the club representatives over there, but they're not going to get involved tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Joe, I think, is a key element to this season. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. He knows his onions. We got the right players in. And you could tell in the, at the start with the interviews, it, was, it, it wasn't like, oh, I like this project. It was, I know about South Shields. It's a local team. I'm aware of them. Good crowds and all that kind of stuff. And kind of knew the level that we were at rather than, and I, th I think we've signed some players in the past that, hadn't even known where South Shields were, was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think you could get that vibe when, in the, um, 
in the interviews at the start, which boarded well, you know, and I think it's it's uh, for this season it, it, you can see that they care. They care. They That's care. Whereas the key. they care. If you if you get players that don't really care, or a lot of players that don't care, you end up having a season like we did last season. We can't really trust mm. the result. We look at players like, like Luis Alessandra, for instance. Oh, yeah, he's uh, one of our favourites. Not everybody's favourite. Um, but the football brain that he's got. Remember, he's played his whole career in the football league. Um, I think people thought he was here at the. He was coming to come with goals. 25 goal striker. But he's not, he's not a title player. He never has been. But he, uh, his, his football nous was crucial. At certain times, well, at Lancaster away in the first half in particular, oh, yeah, you'd always take three defenders with him. Really good. Um, so clever. So, uh, home games, so we talk about away games. Um, mask away, yes, 4 0. Uh, home games, anything stand out for you? Go and check your, check your phone. Any games? <laughs> any. any g- <laughs> Sorry, mate. The presentation was a good night. The presentation was a good night, everybody. Uh, no, uh, yeah. Actually, Warrington was good. Warrington, I think, beating them. Well, Warrington, I see this is where I get a bit frustrated because Warrington. Have they? This is their year. Bomber Bridges won up as well. That'll be a hell of a final, those two. But Warrington, it just when when the shackles were off and the pressure was lifted, it just go it just proved what could have been played with a bit more with a bit more emphasis on attack. Yeah. I thought we dominated a Warrington team that had gone twenty two games unbeaten, had w- well beaten us at their place twice, and it was men against boys at times. The quality of the football that we played, particularly in the first half, um, if it wasn't for obviously Miles made the the mistake, otherwise they wouldn't have scored. Uh, <laughs> that's Ooh. for later. Save that for later. <laughs> um, but I thought we were we were we were outstanding on that day, and it was just supposed to, if only, you know, make this place a fortress. You could have made it a fortress with more attack. We've had some good results though. We have had Bamba Bray four two against Whitby. Yeah, uh, good result. I think. My recollection is that we've been pretty consistent at home. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had the odd game where we've had last-minute goals again and all that kind of stuff. But overall, I think I think we've been good yeah. without like any many special special games at home where you'd remember them. But yeah, you need to have a look at your phone to try and remember them. But, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> I need to, I'm looking at your phone. I'm uh, consist- <laughs> consistent, all the same. You know, it's like uh, it was most of the time we were turning up and and we were getting the result. We were Scunthorpe. That was a good game. I wasn't here. Uh, I was. Was I on the balcony? Probably not. I think I might. Have. <laughs> it was a cup match, so um, I think I managed to sneak up. Uh, and. Oh, I was with you guys. What are we doing there? Because um, that's when we, we thought we were going to get hammered off Scunthorpe. We got that goal and then we hung on and hung on and yeah. hung on. I thought that was really, really good. Because that they were a good team, Scunthorpe. And the fact that we hung on all that time was uh, was promising. And obviously we thought about the Forest Green stuff. But that's a, that's a hell of a result there against yeah. Scunthorpe. Yeah, and we're playing, them again. we're playing them next season. Yep. You know, Scunthorpe are in our league. We are in the same league as Scunthorpe United. Hereford, 
Kidderminster Harriers. Yeah. We've got some really pretty long away days coming up. But some interesting new ones. Some short ones though as well. Some short ones. Hopefully, if Blythe can stay up, yeah. we're going to, you know... Um, it's either Blythe or Farsley. What do you want? Blythe or Farsley? Blythe. <laughs> yeah, Blythe. So... So all so uh, so all in all, a good season, Ronnie. Yep. You've enjoyed it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, it's been thrown and uh, rounded off by the Whitby day in mind, which was, I think we all deserved that because we'd all put in all the mm. the support. I think if you look at the support from South Shields, it's be it's been second to none. Unbelievable volume as well as support. And we all, I think we all deserved it. We all yeah. know, like, kind of what we've gone through with the last year's playoffs and COVID and all that stuff. And it just felt like it was our time. And I don't think, I don't think we've ever let the club down. We've just no consistently stuck with them. And we knew that they were under pressure this year. Yeah. And I think we supported them throughout. And yeah. Thoroughly deserved from the playing side and, and the fan side. I think. I think the pressure. Pressure's a big word. If you, if you look at other sports, and um, there's one going at the, the World Snooker Championships around at the moment, you see what happens there in some of those games, the pressure. And you can see the Warrington game, for me, was a, a, a real showed you just pressure was off. Uh, and they played, didn't they? And they played. After what happened last year, I mean, can you imagine if we didn't get promoted? I don't think it could be... I don't think we can quantify just how difficult it would be. And I think that's what brings the pressure. Yeah, it would. In many, many ways, David. Um, the players knew that. The players knew. And that's the pressure that we're under. I honestly think we will flourish at the next level. I honestly do. Because the... Gulf, the jumping standard isn't as great as some people might think. And remember the recruitment that was done last summer? The majority of those players had Football League experience. They played a lot of their games in the Football League or the yeah. Scottish League or the National League. So those players were brought in. And it's been they've said in interviews, Kevin said it and other people have said it, with, with a view to playing at the next level. Defensively, you know... Especially because we've got Josh Doughty covering Blair. Doughty's unbelievable. Josh Doughty must yeah. be the unluckiest lad around. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. mint. Very good. And defensively, I think he, there's not going to be a lot of defences better than ours in that league. And when you think about it, we've already had quite a few of our fringe players play in that league this, this season. Well, Will McGowan has certainly done McGowan's well in Blythe. Um, Will has been one of Blythe's shining lights, so he's had a year of experience in that division. Mm. Um you had Will Jenkins out on loan. Sam Hodgson's been out on loan at various clubs, including Blythe. Yeah. So and he and he he's got the odd goal as well. That free kick he scored against Morpeth. Those of you who saw it, it's three 0 Warrington now. So there. So um, I mean that free kick that Sam scored at Morpeth um, was an absolute beauty. So there's. A, We'll, in the second half, we'll talk about where we're going, where we think we're going to go next year, what we're going to have, what, what, who we might have, who we might not have. We'll talk about what's happened over the last four days. We'll get some reaction and opinion. And sorry, David. 
a new keeper. We'll have that in the second half. We'll have a good debate coming up here. So, um, so, um, so yeah, second half, we'll, we'll make it really interactive. We'll, um, we'll talk about where we think we're going to go, what, we th what you think we should do, and what might happen in reality. Um, but we've just reached, we've just gone over the half hour mark. So we're going to call that the end of the first half. We'll have a 10 minute break for half time. Then second half. You're treating it like a little match, aren't you? I know, I think a match. 7.45 kick-off. I like it. I like yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Well, it's football, you know. I like it, I like it. Um, and the second half will go fully, fully interactive. But for now, it's half time. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with you very shortly. And we'll be back in the second half before you can say Robert Brinks. So welcome back everybody. Hope you've enjoyed your half-time refreshments. Um, so, we've talked about the season we've just had. Ultimately, a tremendously successful one. We've picked the bones out of a few things. We've nitpicking really, ultimately... It's been a success, we've had a great season, we've had a great year, and we are where this club deserves to be, which is in the National League North. Get in indeed. Um, we've got chats coming in on Mixler, which is fantastic. We've got people tuning in. And just to, you know, for everybody who, who tunes in, Ronnie and I, and Michael as well, we've had Darren, we've had Jeff Main. Um, it's, a, it's great to bring you the, the live commentaries. A lot of people in this room go to the away games themselves, but for those who can't get there, uh, we do enjoy it. it. Sometimes it's a tough gig if the football's not great and you, you know, it is hard and you've got long travel back. And, but but it, it, it is fun. We'll have great fun. Uh, but it's only as good because we've got so many listeners. You know, at Whitby, um, there were 800 individual listens. So when you work that out, um, that equates to well over 1,000 listeners. Because why? Because obviously you've got... Two per household. Two per household, or sometimes three, perhaps four. Um, also, people who were on holiday might have been around the pool. We might have had 25 people around the pool, you know. Oh, you could get, like... Just, you could, like, get nunneries in that, listen. Nunneries? Yeah, like, like groups. I think you want to stop it right there, Ronnie. Um... Tell you what, lad. You see what I've got to put up with on a Saturday. Um, but to have over a thousand people, um, I do another podcast on a Monday night with some lads from the South Coast called the Premier Non-League Podcast, and we strive to get more listeners. And they do live. They commentate, for instance, for Worthing FC in National League South. And they've asked us. They've asked me, how do you get that number? Well, we only get that number because of you. Not a deal with us. There's a missing common denominator, right? Yeah. But really, you know, that goes to... I talk... I talk very well on the, on the Premier Non-League podcast. You do. Thank you. Yes, I do. They're, they're, they are nice lads. I take the first one, go yeah. forward, and then you do the rest. Yeah, I do the rest. Um, they are a good set of lads. And Worthing, of course, it all came about because Worthing 
got done by COVID like we did. They were 10, 12 points clear in the yeah. Ishmian League. And and they actually, those lads got Jeff Thompson onto their podcast very quickly, straight after the the, the, the seasons were curtailed. So we, we built up a rapport with them. And the Premier Non-League podcast has gone on and become successful in its own right. But they, the lads were asked, you know, how do you get that many listeners? But it's got nothing to do with us. It's the club itself. And Ronnie said that in the first half, the support is fantastic. And I think the club deserves its support and the supporters deserve the success from the club. And I think it's a two-way thing. And it's definitely been the case this year. So, um, again, tonight, for instance, we weren't expecting this number tonight. I've got to be, once Martin and Wes weren't able to join us, I, I, you know, we were very close to postponing it altogether. But Ronnie was the one that said no. We go on. Yeah, because we always want to be, we always want to be independent, and you know, because we do the commentary, that's linked to the club. We want to, the podcast is all will always be our main thing, and we'll always yeah. try to remain um, independent by the fans for, for the, the fans. fans. Yeah. <laughs> that was Terry Wilkinson, that wasn't it? Yeah. Nothing to do with the bar being open, Ronnie. Uh, oh no, I would have come anyway, I would have just brought some cans. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when he gets in the, if I, if I, so if we're not on the bus and I drive, he gets in the front of my car with a carrier bag full of cans and every journey home, Adam, you're here, Adam Mays here tonight, when we get to about Weatherby, Ronnie's oh. bursting for a piss, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah. And, and um, the, the, the first thing you have to do when we get back here, st straight to Tams for a wee, isn't yeah. it, Ronnie? Yeah. <laughs> Apart from that time, I, I used the bottle. Yes, you used the bottle. And then we're stopping off at Weatherby, but not in the services. Yeah. Um, so it's a farmer's field, wasn't it? It was a f kind of farmer's field. Yeah. So it's, it's, but it, ultimately, it's great fun. You know, it's great. I know, Jim, you're appalled, aren't you? You're appalled by that but but really, it is great fun. But it's only fun because, you know, we all enjoy it. And this season, we've enjoyed ourselves. So, we win the league. Um, Dan Prince is sitting over there, and Dan said to me in the past, there's never a dull moment at South Shields FC. He's a busy lad. His phone must never have stopped on Saturday night. I mean, I messaged him, and I went ping, 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 on a message. Because... We finished the season and within 10, 15 minutes of the final whistle, must have been, we get this, you know, the announcement that Kevin Phillips is no longer the manager of South Shields FC. It's not a massive surprise to a lot of people. I think, I think um, maybe the timing, the speed at which it came out, Ronnie, might have caught yeah. us on, on the blind side. Yeah. And I'm not saying it because this was a stepping stone for Kevin Phillips. Um, but there's been a lot of rumours going around that he's... I had it from a good source, a good source, that he's going to Hartlepool. Um, then we hear he's going to Solihull. That was the talk on Saturday, wasn't it? Going to Solihull. That was... Like, every, everyone seemed to know that. Yeah, and now, of course, um, he's odds-on to become the next manager of Walsall. Millwall, that was Spurs. Millwall. Millwall. Um, 
I, I, I personally think the appointment of Kevin those of you who watched or listened to Jeff last night on the Rainy Toon Talk podcast programme, I was very impressed with how Jeff spoke. Um, kind of settled me down a little bit before we did this tonight. So it kind of made us kind of clearer on which path we were going to take. Um, Kevin has um, done a good job here. He's done what Jeff brought him in to do. But I think it was, Jeff mentioned the word last night, opportunistic. There was an opportunity last, a year gone, December, it was New Year's Eve when he first contacted Kevin Phillips. And I think it's, it's been good for both parties, personally. Mm. Raised the profile of the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Immediately, we're, on, we're immediately on Sky Sports News, you know. Northern Premier League club has a new manager announcement on Sky Sports News. Never done before. Unheard of. Um, we're on Football Focus. Not long after. This season, obviously, we've been on, the, on Match of the Day Live. So, but also, he now has a league championship on his CV. So it's gone well for both parties. Ronnie, um, were you surprised at the announcement? No. No, I think everyone I spoke to knew uh, on the bus going down and then in the bars. Mm-hmm. They all knew. Uh, did, did they know? Well, they all thought they did, and I think they did. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't a surprise. In, in fact, I just got on the bus and then it, it got announced really, really quick. Yeah. What uh, was the atmosphere like on the bus? Alison, Ken? <laughs> Janet? <laughs> Janet, I bet you kicked off. The way they played, it was more. It was more the disappointment in the way they played. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Not the fact that uh, Kevin had gone. Because yeah. I think yeah, it was the worst kept secret in the world. That was a good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was just the way. You know, after travelling all that way. Yeah. Spending a lot of money on the buses and yes. stuff like that, and the turnout was all. They hadn't even turned up. You know, it was just. Well, they were on the proverbial beach, as it were, weren't they? They're going tomorrow on the beach. I mean, it was great that the fact that we already knew about yeah. more than that, but I think the majority of people, if they're, they're really honest, expected, even if we got beat, a little bit better performance than yeah. that. Yeah. You just wonder like, if know, some of the players um, heard or heard you know, about Well, no, you couldn't win every game. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose if that's the one to lose, the last game of the season is to lose. But when you, you know, when they had the talking at Hart and Westover, that's yes. what we were there. And on the way out, I don't think they realised actually how many fans were going down there. Yeah. Because we said, well, we've got two bus pulls and went, you yeah, what? Mm-hmm. And I said, there's, and I said, there's loads of people mm-hmm. down there staying over and mm-hmm. there's many buses and... Well, they told you with the crowd to have stuff I don't get felt either. They don't. But at, the, at that talking, um, Kevin did speak that they were going down there to win. He did. He said they were going out with a bang. I didn't expect the bang to be the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> but this is so. This is South Shields FC. We don't do things easily. No. Um, but of course, we. Um, that's a canny ring tune, isn't it? Very funky. Very funky, David. Um, but I think Kevin, Kevin Phillips has done a... I think done a good job. Yeah. 
Um, could he have done better? Perhaps. Certainly with the the clientele at his disposal, the talent at his disposal. I think the game against Warrington just proved what we've actually got. Um, but who's staying, who's going? Who's staying, who's going? Are you talking about people in the room? No, no, no. Oh. Players-wise. No, no, sorry. I don't want you to go anywhere, man. Please don't go. Didn't, didn't plan that. You think so, Andy? I think Dylan Motty Henry's going. I've heard quite well that he's heading off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think possibly Jordy Mongoy, Adish Kumbi. Uh, I think those players yeah. will leave. Uh, I hope we keep a hold of Mackenzie Heaney because he's been one of the players in the season for me. Yeah. <coughs> and obviously Tom Broadbent, Gary Lillex. I hope we keep that core of the team. Well, I've also heard about Briggsy, possibly. As well. What? Well, let, let, let's look at that. No, no, let's, Ronnie, don't, don't panic. Don't panic, Captain Manrin. Um, I think those players like Jordi Mongoy, Adisha Kunbi, they've been fringe players. Um, and I think they came in and made an impact, didn't they? When we needed yeah. them to make an impact, but are they going to take us to the next level? Of, you know, I don't think so. Dylan Motley Henry for me, um, not my hot and cold. Hot, hot and, and cold. cold. Um, he needs to sort his dress sense out as well, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what was he wearing at that presentation? <laughs> what was he wearing? <laughs> oh, yeah. And. Shakunbi needs to get his eyes sorted out. He's trying to ply my 16-year-old son with bloody tequila. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, no, definitely think oh, he was 19. Oh, okay. Until he's till Matthew's mum stepped in. Yes. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna ask uh, Nathan Denton if he thought that uh, the new player right back, Jordan Humper, had, uh, had a good game there. <laughs> The last game of the season. Jordan Humber. Humber. He came on, did a little interview at half time, and he's like, I think Jordan Humber's having a terrible game. So he made up a new player. I can tell you, I was much more drunk than Ronnie was. Oh, yeah, he was. Okay. Why don't you copy me from Mackenzie? I know. Bikini Henzie. Bikini Henzie. I said it a million different ways. So easy to do that, though, isn't it? And uh, Jordy Gomez. Jordy Gomez, aye. Jordy Gomez. Ex Wigan in Sunderland. Lazy. But going back to what Andy just mentioned there, if you look at the core who were brought in last year, Broadbent, Little, Woods, Smith, I'd imagine they were on two-year deals. Yeah. I'd imagine. Josh Doherty has got roots here now. He's now got a house (coughs) in the northeast. Tom lives in Cramlington. Josh lives um, Easington Lane. So, um, so there's lads there. You know, the core. Jeff said, Jeff said the core is there, and I don't think personally people might disagree. And this is what it's about tonight. I don't think the likes of Ali Shakumbi and Jordy Mongoy, Dylan Motley Henry are really the core. No. Maybe. 
But the thing is, if he's on a contract, he wants to leave, then we can get a fee for him. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah. Just you naming that there with the defence and the, uh, midfield. I know um, some people want to talk about the goalkeeper, but so I'll leave that for later. I just feel like with that defence and that midfield, you got a lot of strength and depth there. You're just missing like a regular 20 goals a season striker and probably someone that can play wide yeah. and consus- consistently can put the ball in the box and create chances. Yeah. Darren? Yes. Then you've got Will McGowan, who's a fly, yeah. who's yeah. doing gr- doing a great job for them. Um, Sam Hodgson um, got a year of uh, being dotted around all over the place, but for all, for all accounts, he's doing well in scoring goals. Yeah, I, I we've, got, we've got the we've got the players to step in. You could point there, Darren. I mean, yeah. they've invested so much money in these academies, and that none of them had it up in the season. No. And I totally agree with the way Phillips wanted experience. Yes. I said before that um, I think we'll flourish at the next level. I think some of those players that were mentioned can flourish at the next level because it's still physical, but perhaps not as physical as the Northern Premier League. It's a very difficult league for any youngster. I'm sure you'll all agree. We've, we've been in it long enough to know what the league's like. I think, yeah. I think we're just... This league, Chris Nolan, Premier League, I think a lot of teams do a disservice to themselves and the managers because when they're playing, when they're playing us, it seems that they just want to go all out yeah. to win against South Shields and then you see the next game that they play, yeah. nine times out of ten you see them getting beat. Yeah. And I yeah. think they do a disservice to the team, the fans and their ma- well, yeah. perhaps not the managers, cause, perhaps because the managers tell them to go out and prove something. You know, Under Bridge is a good example of that. They, yeah. Their players were like, they couldn't walk anymore after that game. Yeah. FC United? Yeah. With FC United. And then Neil Reynolds was telling us in the bar that Kevin Phillips was leaving. Yeah. And he, he was, he was telling us at the FC United match, he came up and told us, he's going, oh, I'm done. This is my last season at FC United, you know? So, uh-huh. and it's like... Yeah. So in the in the bar, after, after they beat us, he was very quick to tell us in the bar that he... That, um, Kevin was on his way to the Football League, so... <laughs> Um, so, uh, no, 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 I don't think we mentioned before about managers being a fit. I'm not sure he'd fit here. He likes himself, doesn't he? Uh, like Shields. He talks the talk. Um, no, he's never seen King Street, has he, Chris? Yeah. He's not someone who's played for Newcastle and someone who's played for Sun, which I thought again this season. It was yeah. I agree with you there. 
Yeah. It really, really annoys me sometimes. It annoys me. Are you here to watch Shields or are you here to backbite against Kevin Phillips because he's a Sunderland player or vice versa? You know, and sometimes I think a neutral figure might be beneficial. Yes. Well, what about, but you could get a neutral figure that is from around here, right? Who hasn't like made their name with Newcastle or Sunderland. I think that would be the ideal for me. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, someone who may have played for Newcastle Reserves or something that like, you know, you're talking about like Kevin Phillips is like a, he's a legend in Sutherland, you know. Uh, I don't, I don't, don't want a legend from Newcastle here. I'd like it to be neutral because I think we're at our best when we're united together. Yeah, definitely. I think it just it brings natural uh, segmentation to the the fan base if you've got someone like uh, that as manager. It's natural. Yeah. No, even if it doesn't happen. The the side of that the managers on will their their fans will uh, feel like it's happening. Mm -hmm. You just never you'll never get that uh, mm -hmm. comfort. Ronnie, are we not South Shields fans though? We are. Do we not forget the Sun and Newcastle. We are. We do. We do. We are. We are. But, uh, but it, it's a nat it's a natural. It's a, I think it's a natural thing for some people to think like that. I mean, you just gotta. I think we've got to accept that. And maybe not like, not rock the boat. I don't think we need to. We don't think we need to rock the boat. No, not at all. I think there's there's plenty of people out there that do the job. The I, I totally agree with what you're saying, but like when you see the, the comments after some of the matches, especially when they're lost, they're like, there are Andy, there are supporters who yeah. actually haven't been back since oh, Kevin yeah, yeah. was appointed. And it's just biz it's just balmy, yeah. um, but it's reality. Right? It is reality, and that's the way it is. Yeah. So, um, but who's out there? You know, who's out there in terms of um, potential candidates? Um, men, you know, this, this, this. Remember, we are full time as well. So there's a lot of managers out there who perhaps wouldn't come because of the fact that we are full time. Does a does a manager have to be full time if the players are full time, or what can a, you have yeah. a coach? In? Yeah. Can you can you not have a yeah. full time coach with a manager if he's That's, that good? He might be full time next season. As a club, yeah. do, you, do you think we might go back to the hybrid model? Yeah. The rumours are that we're going back to hybrid, isn't it? I don't know. Are they? Oh, yeah, there's rumours going around that we're going back to hybrid. That we're not be a full time club next season. Hmm. Mm. That's completely new to me. So apparently the rumours are that although we're a full-time club, the likes of spending more, spend less than half of our wages uh -huh. last season what we do. But on the fact that we have so many players that could come into our club as a part-time player and play much better than our full-time players. Yeah. Some managers as well. On the rumours that we paid are that we're going back to a high-grade club, which I absolutely agree with. I think that we could do it. I think we have people that do work. But if you've got a better player that has a family commitment yeah. and can play, why pay £800 for a full-time player if I have two £400 players that can play better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we lost Callum Ross, didn't he? Because he wanted to, yeah. Yeah. to branch out on his own business. Perhaps Connor Newton could be yeah. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you Newton back, yeah. You know, um, I didn't. I know nothing about that. That's. I've heard nothing at all. Um, it would be a big step for a club to go full time in the Northern Premier League and then go back to hybrid in the the, the next league up. Well, 
Well, I mean, the them, I mean, Bobby Briggs has done it all season, right? Yes. So well, really, we weren't always not fully professional. We still had player who mm-hmm. was part time. It's all conjecture. It's all ifs and ands. All I'm really, all I really care about is making sure that we keep the core of those players that I think have been yeah. integral to our success, yeah. and we and Jeff appoints the right manager. Um, whether that's full time, hybrid, whatever, I don't think it really matters. Um, as long as the club remains sustainable, and Jeff's mentioned that word sustainability. He mentioned it last night. He mentioned it in the club's announcement the press release um me personally i don't think having kevin phillips as manager was sustainable financially he must have been on a lot more money than what graham fenton was on for a kickoff so so that i don't think it was sustainable financially long term and if we can keep that the playing budget you mentioned that i'm sure six hundred thousand pound that's a lot of money um there's only perhaps i think Two, three clubs in the National League North pay more than that. One of whom has filed, um, who might not even be in the division next year. Yeah. So um, that's a hugely competitive budget. When you look at, if you look at the teams we've played here in the FA Cup, for instance, you know, from a higher level, um, the the golfing class isn't that big between. The Northern Premier and the National League North? Can it be? No. Can it be? No. no when you look at what Scarborough's done on a shoestring, it's not. Not right. what you look at what Buxton's done. Well, Buxton spend a lot of money, but they've had. To, it took them time to find their feet. They're in the playoffs. They were. They were in the bottom four in October. Scarborough finished fifth, didn't they? Well, it's not finished yet. I mean, fifth. oh, sorry, in our league. Yeah, last year. Yes, Scarborough. You know, it was all about momentum for them. Yep. And they've just gone on, and they don't pay anywhere near the wages we do. So this is why I think we're going to do well. We just need that uh, prolific striker, someone that can create goals, and a manager who. <laughs> what was that? And a really good manager who understands the league that is local and not affiliated to the two big clubs. Well, mm. here's another question for you, Chris. What, like the rumours, I'm sure everybody's heard as well about who you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly Lee Catmull. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know what you think about that. He's experienced, I'd say. Next manager who's still at the club? Well, yeah. Lee Pickens yeah. still here. Yeah. 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 Been, if you're going back to some people would say, I but, but that's what um, yeah. in with the right person. He's never managed it himself, has he? Yeah. I think. Um, Good option. If I'm Lee Pickens, what I'm saying, in my opinion. So, I think Graham. I think Graham, you know, was under a lot of pressure last season, um, and I think the pressure told in the end. And Jeff made the decision when he did to make the change to bring Kev. You know, got to say, generally, Jeff's got it right more often than not. He made the decision to change. Managers when he did, thinking that Kevin would be able to get us up. But clearly the players, I blame some of the players that were signed. I don't blame either manager. I blame some of the players and that's been mentioned. I think Graham was unlucky because yeah. a lot of the times he couldn't be there because of COVID and things like that. Yeah, um, but the timing of it meant that Kevin did get that four months with us. 
to get bedded in. And I think he's reaped the benefit, yeah. Ronnie, yeah. of having that uh-huh. time with us, realising what we needed, what we needed to get rid of and what we needed to bring in. I didn't take a rocket science for that, though. No. <coughs> so I think we all knew yeah. who needed to go and yeah. what we needed to get in. But, but now, of course, um, we're, 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 we're back where we were. We're looking for a manager. I'm sure Jeff's already got the manager p- sorted out. It'll be an- announced imminently. The way he spoke about it last night, it's going to be interesting. Like he's already, signed, right? he's already yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Is he on holiday as well right here? Could be, couldn't he? Could be. We told one of our travellers on the bus that would be pleasantly surprised at the next manager. Well, it's normally... Well, would... The he's manager. not going to say you're going to hate them, is he? No. If I'm going to employ someone like you, you're going to really hate them. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to employ Kenny Beatty as the manager. He did an interview us and he says, what do you know about football? I says, like the last manager. There is someone who uh, works in South Shields who knows this next league inside out. Uh, Jason Ainsley and I'd love it if we could get him. Like, I know he's a teacher. He teaches our island, but it doesn't mean that um, it doesn't mean he can't do a job here. No. Um. <laughs> but no. Uh, in terms of in terms of players, I think it's clear that we need a striker. Personally, to to think, to think, who? Eh? Oh, I'll get with twenty. Get with you. Get them in a fortnight. Holland, I. But um, to think that we've won the league without a, you know, with Darius fourteen, fourteen goals. I mean, that's just unbelievable, really. Um. I, I personally, I'll put a name out there, Mark Beck. Um, he's probably one of the reasons why Darlington are not in the playoffs now, because he's left. Solly Hull. Solly Hull. heard that name recently. Yeah. He's a local lad, he's a same lad. He's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, big lad, good friends of Michael Woods, scores lots of goals. Um, but we need something. We if, might you look, not if you look at the charts at this level and the level above, the, there are players that regularly score mm. top of the charts. Yeah. Uh, and if we can prize one of them away at this level, I think that's the way to go because you're getting horses for courses, aren't you? Because they know the league, they know how to score yeah. goals. Yeah. It's kind of pretty much guaranteed. You are. I mean, you're buying a player who's in the, <coughs> uh, the next level up, not like League Two, like Alessandra, and that was. So you might get them for a little bit. Uh, and of course, the chances are there's going to be a few players allowed to leave, and they'll come off the wage bill. They'll open up some more yeah. money. But well, obviously, there's been a few quotes tonight about goalkeeper. Yeah. Now. So. Yeah. Well, he, he's got he's shot stopping ability is undoubted. Um, no competition. No competition. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. 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 Yeah
We didn't have keep on the bench. No. If that happened in a massive game, there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You can't rely on someone yeah. like Dylan Morse to come on as an emergency keeper. Yeah. 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 Um, he signed a new deal not so long ago. Um, and you look at the the saves that he made through the season, he made some pretty Brilliant crucial team. saves. Brilliant saves. I mean, look, look, at the, look at the level we're playing at, right? He has. Look at the level we're playing at, and I know that he's not great at distribution. It's got to be something in his favour. 15, 16, exactly. 20, 20, 20. I think he's doing well. Um, I think we need somebody who can keep pushing him at his place. Yeah, when he comes to Brian said. When you haven't got another keeper we've well, got Callum Dobson in the academy and he's a big prospect Callum yes, he's, he's a very he's good prospect well he's but, um, but, but is he ready to come to that I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, mention a name um, and I saw somebody put him in their old Jeff Thompson era 11 and that was Pete Jameson um, and I thought Liam Connell was better at that time. Mm -hmm. No, at that yeah. time, anyway. Jameson was very slender, but yeah. he bulked out like a man, and mm -hmm. now he's got his move to football yeah. league. Yeah. Arrogant. Yeah. So, it's like Tommy Taylor, wasn't it? Tommy did well at Scott, you know. He's... The problem is with, with goalkeepers, if you, uh, if you get two really good goalkeepers, that's two salaries, and one of which you, yeah. you never really use. Yeah. So I think you've just got to gotta get a young in there. Dan, Dan, I don't know whether you or anybody in this room knows in National League football, do you get more substitutes? I don't think we do it in that one. Yeah. It's, five. it's just five. It's just five. Because, of course, Ronnie's just, you know, it's like Ronnie's just mentioned there about budget. If you get another good keeper, that's someone in the budget that could be a, a, another good number nine. Um, and also, would you put a goalkeeper on the bench if, um, if you know that your, your goalkeeper isesn't carrying a knock? You don't have to. No, 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 no. No, you, it's up to you. But you, if you put a keeper on the bench, that leaves you with four outfield subs. And you can only make three changes. So it's a difficult one. It, the, the goalkeeping position here, I, I, think, I think, is right. There's no, there's no competition for Miles. He's had a good season, shot-stopping-wise. He's kept work. I mean, that save at Hyde, he's made some... Whitby made some good ones. Well, the, those three saves with his feet in the first half... For instance, without them, we might have still been needing, you know. Uh, he struggles on the ground, but we play on some terrible pitches. So next season, the surface yeah. might be. But at this level, you're not going to get anyone that's really good at shot stopping and really good on the. You're not going to get the. Com you're not going to get the complete you know, package at this level. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's a reason he's, he's not a black pool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right about the next season. It's going to be much better, and that's great for him. But he wants the ball in mm -hmm. his position mm -hmm. to get the things at times. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a better goalkeeper at this level than him. Though. You reckon? Yeah, I haven't. I can't think of anybody myself. I can't. I haven't. Oh. Um, but but sir, I, I, it, it's ironic, isn't it? It's ironic when you've got we've got this debate about a goalkeeper, yet he's got nearly the record number of clean sheets. It's balmy. It's mental. When he's had a, he's had, he's made some shockers. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Warrington here, um, yeah, Bamba Brit, some shockers. I think Chris, I'd be happy taking the academy keeper 
Yes. Yeah. 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 Callum, Callum Dawson might be ready to challenge him next year. Callum might be ready. Chris next season about keepers and strikers. You can also utilize loans as well. Of course you can. Of course you can. And of course I think it's that's a good point because now that South Shields are National League North, the football league clubs, for instance, or even our local Premier League clubs, might be less hesitant to allow a player to come here on loan because of the level that we're now at. You know, sending a player to Shields in the Northern Premier League, ooh. Yeah. Sending a player to Shields in the National League, Definitely. whether it's North, South or whatever, it's a different ball game. Yeah. That might open the door to some better loans and that might keep the budget. And um, the likes of Newcastle Sunderland might want to... Middlesbrough? Us, Middlesbrough might want to use us as a yeah as a training ground because it's just... I think the, the pitches are better. It's just less risk for them to get injured in the next level. Yes. I think the whole thing does go up. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think there's a few more 4G pitches, by the way. Oh, and I will say, you know, if we look at what happened to Michael Woods, you know, at Hyde, um, you know, I'm not a fan of them. Um, the talk about having one here seems to have gone quiet. No, that shouldn't happen. Um, I think we made that very clear. Yeah, we did. Not for, I don't like them. I wouldn't come. I would say it now. If we had a 4G pitch, I wouldn't be here. Don't like football on 4G surfaces. And the players really don't like them either. Michael Woods, he, when we, I do a Q&A next door before every home game and uh, he sees not a fan of 4G pitches, particularly after he's done his knee on one. Um, so, anyone else got any ideas of where we think we need to strengthen next season? Yeah, we need to up our game. We, we've got competition in now, now. Yeah, or at least I have. Lots of competition. <laughs> we don't talk about off-field things here. With, this is purely football. Purely, purely football. And in a roundabout sort of way, I think that's what Jeff was really saying yeah, last yeah. night. Yeah, he's a, you know, there's, there's a lot of work gone into the academies. I mean, there's a lad sitting in the corner there, Nathan Q, he's part of the foundation. He'll tell you, all, so much goes on. Some cracking players. And, and there's some really team. good players and there's some, the hard work that's gone in, you know, and the hard work that's continuing to go in, I'm going to sit with Nathan in the next couple of months and we're going to have a chat about putting something on the, the podcast about the, the, the Futures Academy, among other things. All that work that's gone in, it would be mad not to use, utilise some of them. I want to see people like Joe Gomez give more chance. I really, really yeah, 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 yeah. He's, He's a shit player. drinker, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to hold his hair while he was being sick. <laughs> Yeah. But isn't that good? The fact he's a shit drinker because he's a young athlete, isn't yeah, he? You don't yeah, want yeah. him to be a good drinker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Just to touch on the international academy, everybody. Um, that 
we think is going to begin in September. That is a game changer financially. And Jeff did say last night again that we're very close to being sustainable. That's going to be the big yeah. catalyst. That the that is the game changer. You can't use any of those. We players. can't use any of those players. However, who's to say that you could tell that that student? Look, pack college in. Yeah. Uh, hi. Yeah. You, you can sign here. <laughs> you know, pack college in, and um, we'll give you a new name. Nathan will make it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when I spoke to Lee Picton about it um, a few weeks ago, you know, the interest that they've had is literally from all over the world. And you're talking countries, even the likes of Pakistan, you know. Um, I know, frightening, frightening amount of work. But of course, also, it's up to the university as well. Yeah, you yeah. know, it, it, it's not just about football, it's, a, it's about education. But it, it really is a game changer. And um, I personally think, and I've said it before tonight, I've said it on previous podcasts, I think we're in a reasonable place. We needed, to, we just needed to get out of the Northern Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was like purgatory. It was, wasn't it, Ronnie? And now we're in heaven. Heaven? Heaven. We could, we could have went to hell, which would have been not promoted. Mm. We got promoted, now we're in yeah. heaven. So, what so would you, Chris, what would you think would be, looking forward, a good finish next season, which would be in for the playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs. There's no yeah. reason why we can't be in the playoff places. Yeah. There's no reason. It's it, 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 it's Scarborough and Buxton. You know, you got to remember, we should have beaten Buxton at their place last season. Yeah. That goal didn't go over the line, by the way. And yes, it did. Their goal didn't go over the line. And really, it could have been. It could have gone. We could have won that league. So if Buxton and Scarborough can do what they've done, why can't we? Yeah. We're better. We've got the momentum. We've, we're on a high. That's right. But I do, I, I trust the judgment of the chairman. He's generally got it right so far. Um, and I'm sure the announcement of a new manager will be made in, in the coming days. Um, Mike, you can, get, you can bet your bottom dollar it won't please everybody. You know, and you can bet your bottom dollar there'll be people out there that oh, it's a bad decision. But at the end of the day, it'll be who it'll be. But I just think, as a club and as a group of players and supporters, I think we're in the we're in a great position. They're not much better. <laughs> but don't start referees because Brian Foster's sitting there. Uh, he'll send you off. He'll set off, mine. He's going to bring his whistle tonight. Ah, uh, and his red and yellow cards. <laughs> I, I think I think we'll I think we'll at least come fourth or fifth next season. There's no reason. Because I think not. we're on a crest of a wave, and with our fan base, I think we'll we'll do really well. If you think that you know, there's been over 600 season tickets renewed for three years, or at least one year. Sponsors have renewed for three years. It's there. It's in place. You know, we've we've delivered as supporters. The players have delivered this season. The manager and the management team have delivered. There's nothing stopping with delivering next season. Yeah. Um, Apart from the 23 other teams we're playing against. <laughs> <laughs> but we're better than them, man. We are. I agree. I agree. Anybody positivity? <laughs> we're better. I've just said I think we're gonna. I think we'll get promoted. Yes. Do you mind just asking if anybody's heard any rumours about pre-season friendlies? 
Because some of us get quite excited. Yeah, we'll Antarctica. Free seats. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I will tell you, I, and I messaged Dan about this last week. Um, I am currently working with a family who's, and, and the, the family are the co-owners of Redditch United from Southern Premier Central. And I talked to them about football. Obviously, I was working, so it's difficult, but they are right up for a friendly either here or down there. What sort of position? They are about eighth in Southern Premier Central. Here's a shout, Worthen. We'll get Worthen up. Worthen. Because they're, they're a very good team. Yeah, yeah. They're going for the next level. Well, let, well tell you what, before, let's look at Worthen. Worthen won the Ishmian League last season. And they are in the playoffs in National League South on a budget not even anywhere near three hundred thousand pound. Yeah. And I know that for a fact. So, you know, with good management, they've got Adam Hinshelwood there, former Brighton lad. His dad played at Palace for years and years. You know, a good manager who yeah. knows his onions, and he he's got his team into the playoffs on a on a shoestring. So it can they be had momentum, didn't they? And they had momentum, and so it can be done. Lisa May, you got your hand up. Oh. Right. She wants a pint, Joanne. <laughs> um, but but no, we'll you get them off for a friendly. Yeah. So Dan, any nothing on friendlies yet? Nothing yet. Yeah. I think yeah. the friendlies this season were really well chosen. Yes. Uh, it just seemed to build up to a, you know, you've got like a light game, and then mm -hmm. I think we played. Did we play someone from League Two? Barrow. Yeah, Barrow. Sam Hodgson scored that yeah, goal. It was a good pre-season. Really good. I watched the game at Hebben and you can see the difference in class. The speed, the fitness of the lads and the and the speed, the, the difference, the gulf in class. Um, so, so before we wrap things up, does anybody have anything else they would like to put across to, to debate before we close up? Nathan? I think what happens if we actually don't do pretty well next season? Let's say, let's say we finish 12. We've got a very fickle fan base, personally. Mm. What happens when the crowd starts to dwindle? In that, in that sense, I mean, I'd be happy with 12 players. Yeah. Well, I'd be happy yeah. staying in the league. I don't think... No, but <laughs> what I'm going to say, Nate, I don't know. I don't think Ronnie. I don't think the fan base would dwindle. No, I think, I think, I think the fact that we're going to be playing well-known teams next season rather than Nickelodeon Water Sports etc all due respect uh, will will help because people people know them so they'll come and I think I think just based on that at 12th place you'd get a lot you get a lot of fans but we are playing Peterborough Water Sports Peterborough Sports might get demoted yet so you know I didn't know that Peterborough Sports so you will get a sports club but if you think look we've got Chester City potentially filed at yeah, Kings yeah, Lynn. Yeah, yeah. Scunthorpe United, Hereford, Kidderminster, um, football, ex-football league clubs, they're going to bring automatically more fans. That'll create the atmosphere. That's not really my point. My point is that... No. So, my, so what I'm saying is I don't think the crowds will dwindle that much if we were 12th, if I'm honest. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll put a caveat in that. As long as the football's entertaining. Yeah. If the football's crap and we're 12th, I think you will lose people. 
Because I think we've lost people already because of the brand of football. My brother, for one of them, yeah. you know, hopefully he's coming back next year for a few games, hopefully. But what he saw last season, he was switched off after kind of COVID. He couldn't get back. I brought him. He came to the FC United game. He commentated with me at Morpeth and he just thought it was rubbish. He says, I'm not wasting my Saturday afternoon watching that. So We're going to drug him next time. So well, we might drug him. Um, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, I'd take 12th if the, if the, if the product on the field is, is entertaining. Oh, definitely. But, I mean, you see, you see it this season, the top of the league, even, when we're, even if we lose one game, top of the league, basically goes into meltdown. But I know that hasn't affected crowds this season as much. But, like... I think, remember... Always remember, we were the only full-time team in that league. Unprecedented, really, apart from the fact Macclesfield have gone even earlier. So we were there to be shot at. So automatically, people think, people think, big money, full-time, it's still, not, it's still Northern League, second division, we've got the big spenders. And now, of course, that we're not the big spenders in the new league, hopefully, you won't have as many. Oh yeah. yeah. I also think there was a lot of panic because people knew if we didn't do it this season, who, who knows? Yeah. And I think one one defeat just caused so much panic in the social media. Plus, I think social media, you know, you have to be a little bit uh, verbose and controversial to be heard on so social media. Verbose. Verbose. Wow. And controversial to be heard on social media. It's so easy. To do it, it's so easy to also be missed unless you say something really controversial. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what happens with some of our fans. There's a bit of mix of panic, but also they know the only way they're going to get hurt is if they say something like controversial. controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a question if you don't mind? Yeah, of course. Directly, Dan Prince, if you don't mind, Dan. Some of that, I'm hoping you can answer and not controversial, but obviously in the National League, you've got this new ball game of streaming, which has just came okay. out this season, which is National League and the North and South. Do we know how that works, Dan, for yourself? So, of streaming of games and the revenues and all the rest of it. We're still waiting to find out what we get in on, but you can't do it for a Saturday 3 o'clock game in the UK still. I heard revenue share for the commentators there, did you? No. <laughs> no. No. More segregation, perhaps, yes. I've heard from like the likes of Scarborough fan that they've had most of their games segregated. Yeah. I like, I'll, I've got to say, I like segregation to an extent. Um, it does build the atmosphere. It does. I, I know some people don't, and there's there's different things behind that. But I think generally, a bit of segregation. I mean, think of thing is, I remember Geisley, segregation of Geisley. Goodness me, that was like 
segregation like no other. Stone Island stand, remember the Stone Island stand? What went past all those 50 kids? I could have knocked each one of them out individually, but not 50 of them. Yeah, I know, I know. It's difficult. Rocky here. Oh, aye. Let's not talk about that one. <laughs> Got Apollo Creed sitting in my midst. Um, I do agree with you because I think, I think it went something to the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice to mingle and mix, especially at this level. Like how you get the more it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah of course. I think it does lend a certain edge to games, which is good. But segregation, you remember the segregation we had the other week when, it, who was it again? They hadn't any, didn't have anybody Radcliffe? here. Radcliffe. 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 But you need, so if you're going to have segregation, you need to have good numbers. Otherwise, it defeats the object. Um, have you got else out else to say? Uh, no. Apart from thanks to everyone. Yeah. We didn't know that there was going to be this many people. No. Over the uh, moon. It's just amazing to see everyone. And I feel like uh, it's been a great season. We've had some great fun. And that's what it's all about, right? A lot of fun. Being emotional at times as well. Been some ups and downs. Um, for Ronnie and Louise, of course, and the family. Um, and uh, to come out of that, it's, it's amazing what happens during the football season. Mm. It, it feels as though it's only yesterday that we were away to Ashton on the first away game, yet we've gone through all of what we've gone through, you've gone through what you've gone through, and um, here we are, um, feeling rather chipper with ourselves, yep. um, looking forward to a new chapter in, in more ways than one, because we're in a new league, but we're going to have a new manager, um, a new management team perhaps. Um, so Never a dull moment, which is what we all love. Yeah. Never a dull moment at South Shields FC and long may that continue. Except if you're Dan Prince and your phone goes off 25 yeah. million times yeah. a day. Um, I don't know how he does it really, if I'm honest. He must have to switch off somehow. I don't know how he does that. But but um, Ronnie said thanks very much. I'm going to say thanks very much. Guys, you've been amazing. Um, to come out on a Tuesday night when the actual entertainment factor was halved. All right. Before Ronnie Pete really lifted me spirits when he said we we're going to have a high octane oof cast. <laughs> and I knew then it was going to be class. <laughs> he always knows how to cheer me up. Oh, it's amazing. So, um, you know how to cheer me up as well. So. Oh, yeah. It's a proper loving now, like. Well, wives are here, I will have to be careful. Um, well, there's a wedding license soon. Oh. <laughs> but to everybody who's tra travelled and turned up tonight, everybody who's tuned in live on Mixler, thank you for sending your chats in. People are tuning in from all over the world tonight, that is a fact. Um, Vermont? From Vermont again, Steve oh, Sutton. Vermont. From Vermont oh. in America. Not, not, not the Vermont Hotel in Newcastle. <laughs> Um, <laughs> mind, we'll, mind if Steve comes over, we might as well put him up at the Vermont there, he'll be home from home. He's probably lying by a pool this afternoon. No, no, not in Vermont, this will be quite chilly. But, um, but thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to all the commentaries, the podcast. Thank you for supporting South Shields FC. In the Thanks for giving us a lift down. Uh, yeah. Like last minute all the time. Yeah. The buses, really appreciate it. everything. It's a fantastic, it's just a journey in more ways than one. Yeah. So from Ronnie, and myself, Chris, thanks for coming along tonight. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you in the summer for pre-season. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast. There'll be another one along soon before you can see it. Robert Briggs.